In this episode, I'll muse about how to be a perfect Dressage Naturally student. Only kidding. <laughs> it's really about you creating your dream and just using us to help you get there. So here we go, episode 125, Your Dream, Our Team. Hi, I'm Karen Rolfe, and welcome to Horse Training in Harmony. This podcast is about you making progress with your horse in a way that you both can love. It's about learning how to move and be in harmony because yes, you really can develop a horse to be both athletic and happy. When we show up as our best selves for our horses, our horses will show up for us. So let's get started. What does a Dressage Naturally student look like? Hmm, <laughs> I get asked that a lot. You know, we know kind of what like a jumper rider looks like or what they do and what a reining person looks like or what they do. It's like from across a field, you can see some of these things. Oh, that person is doing dressage or from a distance, look, that person is jumping or that person is doing cross country or that person is doing working equitation and oh look there's a trail rider so what does a dressage naturally student look like are they identifiable and in many ways the answer to that question is no <laughs> you might not be able to pick out a dressage naturally student from across the field I mean, maybe you can tell the ones who definitely aren't, <laughs> but you can be a dressage naturally student and be wearing a big range of different tack, different breeds, different disciplines. It could be a trail rider, somebody on a gated horse, a reining horse, doing cutting, jumping, dressage. So with that huge range, you know, if you want to be a dressage naturally student, what do you do? What do you wear? Very expensive fringe. <laughs> That's an inside joke for anybody who's seen that video. Anyway, so what do you wear? What does your horse wear to be a dressage naturally student? And kind of anything as long as it's functional and comfortable. So it doesn't get in the way of what you're trying to achieve and it's comfortable and the horse thinks it's comfortable too. So many times uh, students want to, you know, achieve and they want to become the perfect model, you know, they, the perfect model students of a system. And I know often it's hard to do that in dressage naturally because I am teaching a wide range of students and a wide range of levels with a wide range of actual, you know, endpoints of their discipline and, and what they want to achieve. So I often tell people if I get this sense that they're just wanting to like go down the list of tasks and exercises, as like don't try to be a perfect dressage naturally student, whatever that is, but figure out what your dream is with your horse. And then ask yourself if and how what I teach can help you. But it's really got to come from 
from you. <laughs> you got to know what you want. If you drop in my doorstep, yeah, I can run you through my programs and like just take the horsemanship course, take the sweet spot course, and you know, like you'll learn stuff for sure. But you're going to get more out of it if you've already thought a little bit about what is it I'm really trying to do. And this is not just a little twist or a little word game, but it's going to really change how you approach everything. Some of you might know the author and sort of spiritual guide, um, Michael Singer. So Mickey Singer has his Temple of the Universe very close to me. And uh, uh, Shauna, Dressage Naturally Instructor Shauna and my uh, my assistant uh, and I just were up there. And it was really interesting because, I mean, he's so knowledgeable and he's written these books and he's really got some very deep teachings. But he often doesn't teach a lot of techniques, right? So people are like, well, what do I do? What's the exercise that if I do that, you know, how many minutes do I have to meditate so until I can be, you know, enlightened? And he purposefully does not go deep into techniques. For sure he has some, but he doesn't start with that. What he emphasizes is teaching people an idea of what, where they're trying to go. Like what's the, the goal of them? What are we going to gain from the techniques, the why of it? So instead of, you know, you must do yoga and meditate, it's more like, here's what you want to aim for and use yoga and meditation to help you get there. You could also use a lot of different things to get there. So by leading with techniques, you almost limit yourself because then you're thinking about the tasks instead of the purpose. And as I was listening to him, I'm not comparing myself to him, but I'm thinking, yeah, that's a lot of how I teach dressage naturally. So my focus is, is less about, you know, do step one, two, and three, and everything will be fine. It's more like, what do you want? <laughs> what are we trying to achieve? How, you know, what's the feeling of it? What's the vibe of it? What's the dynamic of it? And then, hey, here's some tools that can help, but you have to learn how to use the tool. You have to understand what that tool is for and what's the piece that we're looking for from it and how are you going to know when it's successful? So again, in Dressage Naturally, there's definitely lots of key exercises and protocols and I have step-by-step programs and courses for sure. But the more important part of it, I think, is this immersion in the principles, the priorities, the thought processes for problem solving. It's the ways you can approach the challenges. It's like in the videos in the classroom where I show, I don't just show the perfect stuff. I, I'll show hopefully inspirational things, but I'll show the process and I'll show the, the moments that didn't work. And, and by modeling how I um, respond to that, and how I think my way through it, and then what do I do next? And I explain, okay, well, because of this, now here's what I I did. And to not get so hung up on just the exercises, but thinking, oh, that's where she stopped and she thought about these three things, and that's how she made that decision. So those are the things that I like to share. And it's really helping you because 
that thought process can help you no matter who you are, what level you are, and what you're trying to do. So I have a blog. Some of you may have come across this if you want to dive even more into this. It's called... um, it's, it's called something like know why you are doing those dressage exercises. And, you know, I have dressage exercises in the title. You can use it for anything. But um, the idea in that blog, I talk about the three problems that can arise when you don't know the purpose of the exercise. Actually, it's not the three problems. It's just three problems because you can have lots of problems <laughs> that come up if you don't know why you're doing something. But three things that I listed were... Um, inadvertently correcting the horse for doing something um, you should be actually encouraging, right? So you're doing an exercise, they quote unquote mess it up, but they actually mess it up in a good direction because of the, the underlying purpose of the exercise and you get too hung up on the details. And so you accidentally uh, quote unquote correct the horse for doing something you actually want. The second thing is you might work too hard on the criteria, but then miss the essence of the movement. So the criteria is just the sort of bullet point list of what you need to do to make sure that the um, exercise was accomplished and recognizable. But the essence is the like, ooh, that's the why. Oh my gosh, my horse got bouncier or more supple or wigglier or straighter or, you know, whatever it is. It's the reason why you're doing it. And a third um problem that can arise is just um, missing long-term advantages, right? And risking burnout because you're just doing the exercise over and over and over again. So when you really know what you're feeling for, you're going to be able to feel the smaller but very real drops of progress that can make all the difference between developing your horse and just moving around a lot. So lack of clarity about what the real point of an exercise is can cause people to miss some really golden training moments. Because before we achieve the whole perfect picture, we're gonna have to settle for parts and pieces. And the trick is to know which parts are the important parts. And it's precisely for this reason that I think that's how dressage naturally exercises can end up working for such a wide range of horses and situations and levels. And most dressage naturally exercises work best if you've already thought about exactly where you and your horse are and where you want to go. Because when I created dressage naturally, I was I was thinking about you know, all of you. <laughs> you know, I had to think, like, who am I writing this book for? <laughs> who am I making these videos for in the video classroom? And so I'm really thinking about all of you. So even if I'm showing a gymnastic exercise that's more advanced, I'll often highlight principles or concepts that can be generalized and can help you at any exercise at any level. And if I do something basic, I'm usually explaining like why this is so important and how it will help you later. And it's not just about, again, it's not just about the criteria of the exercise. It's about how you do, not just about how you do it, but how you do how you do it, if that that makes sense. 
So I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions now, and I really encourage you to uh, write them down. If you're driving or you're not in a place where you can write them down, that's okay. Just listen to them now. But I would tempt you to go back and find them again, replay this, hit pause as much as you need to, and write them down. I'm actually going to go through them pretty quickly so you get an overview. And then I'll go back again uh, to give you a minute to write it down and uh, or just to think about it a little bit more. So questions. First one, really important one. (laughs) If you were successful in your training, what would you like to easily do with your horse? Now what you choose, jumping, reining, driving, trail riding, liberty, doesn't matter. It's totally up to you and I guess your horse. And the answer to that question is actually not that important to me. But here's some questions that are. How would you like to describe the relationship you have with your horse? If you could give your horse one message in one sentence, what would it be? What does your horse need to understand? What's something he needs more clarity about? So if you could explain that to him and bring him more clarity in one sentence, what would that sentence be? Now, what does your horse want you to know? If he could explain it to you in one sentence, what would he say? And if you could improve one physical skill of your horse, what would it be? If you could explain that physical skill to him in one sentence, what would that sentence be? These are the things that we really need to figure out. Hey everyone, a quick message to let you know about a really exciting limited time opportunity for learning at no extra cost. So now you've heard me rave about the video classroom. It's my video training library, and it's where you go to see this podcast in action with videos on pretty much everything that I teach. But for May, June, and July, we are going to be doing extra monthly live Q&A calls, and anyone who's in the classroom gets to attend at no extra cost. We've never offered this before, so it's a pretty cool opportunity. So this is such a great time to be able to speak with a real person, to get your questions answered, either about a particular video that you watched or a challenge that you're having with your horse. Now the video classroom, I think, is always the best deal. And for May, June, and July, it is going to be amazing. So go to dressagenaturally.net slash classroom and start your subscription today. There's always a one week free trial to check it out. Again, dressagenaturally.net slash classroom. Okay, now back to the pod. So I'm going to go through those again because I wanted to go through it quickly so you got the whole arc (laughs) of the idea. And now let's just take a minute. I'll, I'll just give you a little moment to just get the beginnings of of your your answers. So number one, what do you want to easily do with your horse? So, you know, if all your training works, if you're successful, how will you know? Like you'll be like, well, because I can go on this specific trail that I've always wanted to go on by myself and my horse will be calm. Okay, great. 
If you're successful, I'll be able to jump a three-foot course. If I'm successful, I'll be able to do this raining pattern or whatever it is. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be epic. It can be small. It can be like, I just want to be able to trot bareback around my back pasture. (laughs) But we sometimes, we want to think about, well, how are we going to see it? What's it going to look like when you're successful? What are you going to be able to easily do? Because you know what? That's the fun part, right? What do you want to do with our horse? Sometimes we get caught up so much in the how that we forget about the what. All right. At some point, just do the thing that you've been, you've been working so hard to achieve. So what do you want to do with your horse? What do you want to easily do? All right. So now... How would you like to describe the relationship you have with your horse? Now, every relationship is different. I have different relationships with different of my horses, depending on their character and the whole dynamic. And I think the more people look into herd dynamics, the more they realize horses are really interested in these one-on-one relationships. It's not a group hierarchy. And I know that just from my herd. Horse A can push horse B, horse B can push horse C, and horse C can push horse A. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense from a hierarchy point of view, but it totally makes sense from a relationship point of view. So I don't think so much about, hey, here's me and everybody has to like obey underneath me. It's more like, who are you and how are we going to play together? So what kind of relationship would you like to have with your horse? How would you describe it? And kind of in this big picture thought, if you could give your horse just one message in one sentence, what would it be? Let's just say for, for one sentence worth length of time, your horse could understand English or whatever language you speak and you had a chance to give them just one sentence and then that window would close what would that sentence be so you can think about what does your horse need to understand and that might be the same answer as the question I just said what's the one message or it might be in addition to that but is there something that your horse needs to understand? Is there, what's the thing he needs more clarity about? What's the thing that he's confused about or she's confused about? And if you could explain it to them in one sentence, what would it be? What would that sentence be? Take a minute to write that down or think about it. And you can hit pause if I go too fast. (laughs) So the next question is, what does your horse want you to know? Now, I know we're guessing, right? We're guessing. We're putting words in our horse's mouth quite literally and anthropomorphizing all at the same time. It's okay. (laughs) But if you could guess what your horse wants you to know, what would it be? And here's a fun thing. If you are writing this down with a actual like pencil and paper or pen and paper, try answering that question by writing with your non-dominant hand. 
that's a really interesting exercise. So answer that question. Put your pen in your non-dominant hand and write the answer to the question, what does your horse want you to know? And if he could explain it to you in one sentence, what would he say? All right. Now, if you could improve one physical skill of your horse, what would it be? And, and how could you explain that to him in one sentence? Is it something about straightness? Is it something about throughness? Is it something about his left shoulder? <laughs> what is it? If you could explain to him, like, hey, you know that bay horse that you're in the pasture with? Can you trot a little more like him? <laughs> like, you know, see if you can be that clear. If he really wanted to know if, you know, what that exact skill was, what would it be? And if he had to pick just one, what would be that one thing? So these are the things I think we need to figure out. And now, you know, that's kind of thinking about your dream with your horse and and clarity for your horse. And so this is a lot of what we help students do with their horses in dressage naturally. It's like, what are we trying to say to our horse? How can we explain it to them? How can we do it in a way that's a positive, um, functional relationship? So if that's more clarity about your dream, right? What's your dream? And then how can my team help you? So now I'll just talk a little bit more about some of the more specific things that we focus on helping people and their horses with. And you can see now that you know your dream and what you're trying to say to your horse, are these the sorts of things that might help you? So helping horses become calm, attentive, responsive, and eager. That's really the focus of the Habits for Excellent Horsemanship course. Building um, a, a relationship that's communicative and trusting and more confidence in each other. We go deep into talking to our horse about relaxation, energy, and balance and experimenting within those to try to find the sweet spot. We develop the working gates and then we develop the horse even further to create a horse that's more supple, straighter, and more engaged with carrying power. You know, I, I talk around the, the goal of dressage naturally and, and so often I keep coming back to believe it or not, the dressage rule book, which inside the dressage rule book states the object of dressage. And this is so beautiful. I repeat this every chance that I get. It states that the object of dressage is the development of the horse into a happy athlete through harmonious education, resulting in a horse that's calm, loose, supple, flexible, but also confident, attentive, and keen thus achieving perfect understanding with his rider. That's so beautiful. That says so much. I'm taking the word dressage back. <laughs> that is dressage. Not weird, funny stuff you see people doing, pulling on their horses' heads. Anyway, <laughs> don't get me started. 
These things that I've just listed, this calm, attentive, responsive, eager, communicative, trusting, confident, relaxed, energized, balanced, supple, straight, engaged, all that good stuff. This is all achievable regardless of your level, regardless of what discipline you're doing, regardless of your age, your horse's age, and what you want to do with them. We can achieve all of these things. This is what we do. It's your dream. We can help. And for the human, we really value and try to develop in students patience, effectiveness, clarity, having a thought process, not just doing stuff because it's on the list of exercises, but having a thought process about which exercise you're choosing and why. We help people being, be able to deal with frustration because it's real. <laughs> the struggle is real. And hopefully empowering, not hopefully, we actively do this. There are techniques for this of empowering students to be able to more independently problem solve. We actually teach people how to ask questions well so they can actually start answering their own questions and providing a safe learning environment. And so in the very, I'm going to say the first course, because everybody comes from a different place, but in the Habits for Excellent Horsemanship course, which sort of logically could be considered a first course, but some people take it last, so it all works. Uh, but the very first module in that very first program is where I list the nine habits for excellent horsemanship. And these are, this because I believe horsemanship has to come from the inside out. And if you know what you want to achieve, remember that's your job, what do you want to do with your horse? What do you want to be able to easily do with your horse? And so if you know that and you um, use these habits, you take them on the inside, make them yours, everything else is going to be so much easier. The rest is just gathering ideas, <laughs> right? So the habits that I highlight are things like partnership, clarity, having a reflex to relax, nurturing curiosity, being able to use time and timing to be able to seek communication, feel how you feel, how your horse feels, how you feel to your horse, how your horse feels to you, having a feel for things. Being able to use consistency and variety strategically with awareness and having a sense of humor. So those are the nine things that I picked as Habits for Excellent Horsemanship. If you create your dream, if you know your dream and you live those habits, then you'll be more able to find and utilize the exercises that work for you. And this is why it's so important to me to, to build this robust program where we start there with those partnerships. We start with a mindset and then going through the basic things you do with your horse and how do you feed your horse in partnership and on to groundwork and on to basics of riding, on to the basics of biomechanics, just meaning helping your horse move better and carry us 
with less pain all the way through to upper levels of dressage. So this is, it. it's so important to me that there's a comprehensive program because not, not because I want to have the most exercises out there, but because it's a way of thinking, it's a way of being, it's a way of problem solving, it's a thread that goes through it. So dressage naturally to me is not a bunch of exercises, although there are some really cool ones that are specially created to integrate all of these things like partnership and mindset and gymnastics. But it was important for me that students had a way that a place where they could learn the whole range and keep the same principles, priorities and concepts and problem solving throughout the whole thing. Because so many times people are jumping, they're learning, oh, I learned horsemanship from that person and I learned my shoulder in from that person and I learned my, you know, something else from this other person. And it can turn into like a patchwork quilt so easily. And it doesn't have to. And the the way it's not gonna turn into a patchwork quilt is if you know your dream and you know the answers to all those questions I just gave you earlier in the podcast. If you know what are the sentences that I want to be able to say to my horse, they're yours. I don't care how you answer those, as long as they're kind, <laughs> you know, not hurtful. But like, that's your dream. You figure that out. And you know, if you email us or book a private consult and you just email us a list of how you answered the, here's all the sentences I want to be able to say to my horse. And here's the sentence that my horse said to me, we'll be able to help you so much better. And you're going to be able to extract every drop of gold out of the training videos. I mean, not just from me, but from anybody, if you know those don't, you know, so instead of just showing up going, okay, teach me, I want to be a perfect dressage naturally student. I'm like, You can't do that. (laughs) I mean, you've got to show up going, here's what I'm trying to create. Here's what I want to do. And then it's like, all right, let's do this. Let's help you figure out how to do this. So anyway, I hope, I hope you find this helpful. It really is your dream. And I figured in January, we're all thinking about our dreams and our goals and our new year and what we want to be, you know, spending our time doing and how we want it to go. So I hope this really helps uh, you create your dream and think about what you're trying to create with your horse with a, a little bit more clarity. And if you'd like to go to Dressage Naturally Land Facebook group and post the answers to some of those questions as a little extra dose of accountability or putting that stamp on it and going, and, and so it is, <laughs> I would love to see them. If this episode resonates with you, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Training horses is a long game. The more you listen, the more pieces of the puzzle you'll have. To see all your learning resources, visit dressagenaturally.net. That's where you'll find free videos, online courses, my book. You can sign up for my Wednesday Wisdom email or even book a private consult. Most of all, remember, you got this.
never underestimate the possibility for things to improve in ways you cannot yet imagine. Till next time, love your horse, move in harmony, and enjoy the process.